What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. And be sure, as always, to check out axesandblades.com for even more guitar content. So, as you'll probably know if you listen to this, I tend to focus on uh, small builders. I tend to focus on crazy, unique guitars that are coming out. I tend to focus on stuff that has some kind of personal connection, personal story behind it or something like that. But uh, this podcast is for all things guitars, and we also stray into budget recording solutions and just also talking about music a lot of the time because that's really important to me and as much as gear is cool and stuff it, it comes back to creativity and making music and all of that good stuff so with that in mind i'm tackling something today that i haven't talked about but is a constant topic of conversation in all of the the gear content places or at least a lot of them maybe not so much the the podcast world i think we tend to focus on stuff that's either a bit weird or a bit zany or whatever because it's conversation starts but if you're especially on youtube you will have definitely seen a whole lot of stuff about harley benton guitars uh, harley benton being the inexpensive affordable however you want to put it downright outrageously cheap brand from toman toman the i believe it's yeah whatever biggest music store in germany right the enormous 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 music store in germany you probably all know of it not just for guitar people for music stuff for production stuff for it's a lighting live sound solution it's a whole bunch of stuff everything you need in music stuff all sorts of instruments all sorts of gear and tech and of course that includes a bunch of guitar and bass stuff and they've been very active in the guitar and bass world uh if you've never had the chance to go to the physical store it's pretty crazy actually it's sort of like taken over an entire village and turned it or you know i think there was this little village there or it's created its own village but it's basically just really slap bang in the complete middle of nowhere really nice actually it's beautiful countryside around it tiny little towns quite a long way from any city um and then there's just these enormous the crazy high-tech toman warehouses and um yeah kind of a weird interesting place to go and the physical store itself the the, the store they actually have there is really cool because it's it's actually also a store it's not just the warehouses and all of that stuff they they also have a really nice store as well which is uh great they got a bunch of like rooms in there try stuff out it's cool anyway harley benton if you don't know um being the brand of toman um they have a whole bunch of accessories they have a whole bunch of other stuff in this and that but in the guitar world they have been a source of a lot of interests for specifically their guitars and also their bass models because they have hit a very very low competitive price point and i think in a genuine way everyone was very interested in getting content and getting videos and stuff about it and making those videos and and watching those videos not just out of some kind of maybe the more cynical ways that we can go on and talk about um a little bit cynical is a bit harsh but i think there is a lot of genuine interest just because when you see the price point you look at how the instruments look um even before you get to a demo or anything you just kind of look at the specs of it you think wow that kind of seems too good to be true right and the great thing about the internet today is there's so much content out there reviews idiots like me throwing out opinions that if you think is this too good to be true i mean come on you can you know go on the gear page and start a thread or you can go find a bunch of people and ask them or you can tune in and listen to something like this and go okay what's someone's experiences of this of course amongst that there's a bunch of people who work with toman and stuff doing videos with them and for them again that's that's the way it's it works there's no need to be too cynical about it like i said it's a bit it's a bit overly harsh but i think 
wherever it comes from, whether it's because it's it's really been driven in the marketing and a lot of people who present the content are, you know, working with Tomen or, or have a relationship with them, whether it's pure, genuine, just excitement at kind of the price point, plus some people have, have had really good experiences, whether it's a mix of all of that, there has been this kind of feeling or this presentation sometimes in the info that's out there about Harley Benton that they are like kind of big brand killers you know they're gonna just they are just destroying everyone in not just the lower price points but the mid price point guitars and basses because they offer the same level of quality the same level of specs at way less so there's a lot of Harley Benton stuff which is like sub 200 bucks you're looking 150 or around 200 bucks and you know you will have people saying like that matches up against this thing which costs 400 bucks from Epiphone or Squire or Schecter or Ibanez, you name it. And then there's kind of, you go to the Harley Benton, like the Fusion series and stuff, and, and they're they're slightly fancier and have like nicer veneers on them and maybe like a baked maple neck. And they have these kind of, you know, stainless steel frets, these genuinely fancy specs, which you do not get at many guitars, even kind of sub six or 700 bucks sub 800 bucks let alone sub 400 bucks which is where some of those guitars sit new it's crazy and people say that's just killing it stainless steel frets baked maple veneer just look at the specs on there you know if this thing's half decent with those specs it is destroying these other guitars because these other brands don't even begin to offer that stuff it'll double the price sometimes so how are you going to compete with that how exactly are you going to compete with it? How are you going to tell me Schechter competes with these guys? Well, what is it? The second episode of this podcast that's called, I don't know, can't remember what it's called, Ignore the Specs? Why ignoring the specs is a good idea or something? We've talked quite a lot in this podcast about how you do not get everything from a spec sheet. And I think that's one of the sources of guitarists getting surprised by guitars, what's better than I thought, and also getting very disappointed by guitars and also getting underwhelmed by guitars and also fueling the cycle of gear that comes in and out of people's homes. I thought this was the thing and how come it's not? Uh, we all know that you learn a lot when you try a piece of gear and we all know that your experiences don't match your expectations always and we all know that your experiences definitely don't always match up to the spec sheet. Again, that's why we want so much content, especially on things like Harley Benton. This seems too good to be true. It's got to be a catch. It's got to be a little flaw or something. Where do we go? And on the whole, what you find in the content is not there's a ton of flaws or whatever this and that. You find mixed reviews. You find this. You find you find negativity as well as the positivity. But on the biggest content platforms and kind of the all the stuff that comes together to form a fair consensus, if you go out there and start picking three or four videos from the channels that might pop up first when you put in Harley Benton Review into a search engine or on YouTube, you will find generally, like I said, this kind of feeling that they are just killing it. Now, they, just out of, if anyone's interested, Toman and Harley Benton, they get these lower prices because um, Toman can do a lot of things at lower prices because it can do such things at such scale because it's such a huge store. Um, but my understanding of it is that the way Harley Benton works, like a lot of other in-store brands, you've noticed if you know a store and they have an in-store brand, the in-store brand is often super cheap. It's because there's there's fewer points from the production to the consumer at which there's a markup. So 
um, Toman get those things produced at a factory and Toman have their own massive reach with their own distribution and their own everything to do with this guitar that they have control over everything in the brand so there's no extra levels of markup it goes from the um, produce, producer the production of the guitar goes to Toman and that's where you find it um, as a consumer for other guitars that come out of even those same factories where Harley Benton's are made um, th- those guitars might get into your location through a distributor there might even be a couple of channels there in terms of how they get to you there and then they're in a store and then all the points along there everyone's got to be taking their cut and making their profit and so the guitar is at this higher price when it gets to you so that's one of the ways that Toman do it of course it's also a choice um they choose to very aggressively price their guitars they choose not to look at the market and go okay where does this seem to fit with what people pay for these specs they choose to go for the very aggressive pricing strategy and part of that is compensation for the lack of brand recognition and compensation for the fact that even when you have brand recognition you recognize as an in-store brand is not necessarily the most uh premium badge to be labeled with um you might end up getting tarred to some extent with the same brush as some less impressive in-store brands um because you are still kind of tarred with that same brush install brand you know even if you impress people they're still gonna go oh what's the install brand of this and that instantly gives gives you a little bit less cachet or whatever with with the consumers so um it's interesting it's great of course Toman are not the only people to sometimes choose to price something very aggressively for what it offers um you see lots of other people doing that when they want to move a bunch of units quickly uh especially any kind of big company that can produce huge amounts of these things on mass very keep the production costs low with economies of scale and uh, basically just want to kind of dominate a certain part of the market not unique to Toma, not unique to install brands but that's a part of it so that's worth pointing out that's a positive thing because it means that you don't necessarily have to be on the lookout for a catch at all times how oh, it's impossible that they could sell at this price point and no one else could now there are some kind of kind of just practical elements of the circumstances that mean that Toma could can actually hit that price point without there being some kind of crazy magic oh, it came with the mail and it turns out it's just made of plywood and they took good pictures and nobody told me you know that doesn't necessarily need to be the case and i'm not here to tell you that is the case however i do think that my experience total massive important thing to bear in mind um my experience experience of one person very limited thousands of harley bentons out there in the world i've touched a small number of them i have my own biases my own things that skew my own perception and how i approach these things and all this stuff that mean my experience is just my experience but i thought it was worth putting out there because i think it's worth having some tempering experiences to to kind of temper the level of excitement that sometimes gets out there about harley benton guitars because um like i say i don't know where exactly what people's individual experiences are to why they make that video and have that opinion that guitar i'm not questioning anyone's opinion being genuine or not but i think everything can have a bit of like a honeymoon period and i think a lot of the content got generated when people were just we were none of us were we were just not used to seeing guitars at that price point having a kind of nice look like that or a spec like that and toman definitely achieved something by doing that and um it surprised us and i think it may be caused us a little bit to 
overlook some things because we got a kind of a little bit of rose-tinted glasses, which was fair enough. We were, it, was out of, it was out of being impressed. You know what I mean? It was out of being impressed that we were willing to overlook some things. But I think it's worth sitting back now after some time has passed. We've got used to them sitting there in the market. There's other brands on the scene doing similar things. Court guitars have a very similar thing whereby they run the factories that a bunch of your favorite guitars are built in and therefore they're able to cut costs in their own way basically and be a factory brand rather than an in-house brand but pull a similar thing to Harley Benton whereby they are the means of production and they are not having to pay a markup as a brand getting a factory to produce things they are the factory it's the same workers that are experienced producing all these other guitars and getting all these designs from all these other brands and they're able to take all of that knowledge and experience and create their own models at a very low competitive price point lacking that brand name recognition but having basically all the same things literally exactly the same things you see out of the other guitars leaving their factory um and they've got a lot more recognition in recent years. And they've done the kind of Toman thing as well. And not just making the really cheap models. Like, look how crazy cheap we can make a decent guitar. But going up slightly higher and making a guitar with ex- with really nice specs for a mid-price point. You know, still a lot cheaper than you'd expect. Uh, some of their bases as well have been absolutely crazy with these burl tops and all this beautiful hardware and stuff. And, and coming in at like 600 bucks or whatever. So... We've got used to that. We've also got used to things like Glary guitars getting big on the internet. And there's been there's kind of these flavor of the month brands that pop up, which undercut even Harley Benton. Really cheap, ridiculously cheap. Um, 70 bucks guitars and yeah, it's playable. It's not like something you order from Wish or something. It's actually playable. It's actually fine. You sharpen up a little bit, especially, and it's completely workable. And as a project guitar, it's something a lot of people enjoy. And that's, you know, some of these things are half the price of some of the cheapest Harley Benton's so given that the landscapes kind of move like that we've got used to it we're not necessarily just super obsessed with the fact that there's a guitar at this price point we're kind of just into the zone now of going you know one brand may still do better than the others but there's a ton of guitars from a ton of brands at all of these price points including sub 200 bucks and sub 300 bucks so sitting back a little bit calming down a little bit and yeah you know also getting away from the kind of clickbait it's just for attention grabbing i'm not necessarily passing judgment on it right here right now but you know oh my god how can this guitar be this price element of it getting away from that taking a bit of a deep breath and calming down i think it's cool for all of us to look at what, what are these things actually like and i'm just going to do my experience i don't have enough experiences or connection with the brand or wide-ranging gear slash Harley Benton experience to sit here and give you some definitive understanding of it. I don't know if anyone does, and I certainly don't. I am an idiot with a podcast. But um, like I said, I think it's worthwhile to get a bunch more of these little individual experiences that don't have any professional connection with the brand just to say what they think. So I played a bunch of the guitars, and I actually own a Harley Benton bass. I own a Harley Benton bass for the most Harley Benton reason to own a bass. Um... Obviously, guitar players who have nice guitars or guitar players who have cheap guitars have this one thing in common. We all of us own a cheap bass when we own a bass. So many of us just buy the cheapest bass or whatever because we're stupid idiot bastard guitarists who just go, yeah, I just need a bass for tracking my guitars on top of, you know, whatever. It's just filling in some frequencies. It's a frequency filler. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it's it's like grouting for for low end you just squeeze it in there and it's fine i don't care about the quality we get like that but actually it was also because i was just on a really really tight budget and i was wanting to record um 
And I not only bought a Harley Benton, I bought one secondhand. Uh, I bought my Harley Benton base for 70 bucks because I just didn't, I just didn't have the money for anything more than that at the time. I believe I've got the Harley Benton JB75MN. It's kind of like a natural finish. I think that's what it's called. Um, looks really cool. Natural finish with like a black pick guard and black block inlays. Looks cooler than anything you're going to find for 70 bucks or even 150 bucks, which I think was about, it's about the price that it is now and it's about the price that it was then as well. I think it's maybe gone up a little bit in price, but it's about 140 and now it's 150 or something like that. Uh, even for 150, that, that base is looks as good and looks as good on paper like i say is anything you're going to get even up to kind of 250 bucks it seems to be punching above its weight and uh i would have gladly paid that new price for it if i had it but like 70 bucks was was about what i could do at the time it was either that or okay no base can't record with base for a while but luckily we managed to see that and grab the deal so there we go and like i say i've played quite a lot of harley benton guitars as well so Here's my totally individual experience. When you take into consideration the price, they're damn good. They deliver a lot of that price range and they do challenge some more expensive instruments. However, if you are sitting there and going, this Harley Benton is 300 bucks, but I've got 450 bucks burning a hole in my pocket. Do I go for this, let's just give an example, Schechter for 450 or do I go for the Harley Benton for 300 and keep 150 bucks? There's so many factors in giving any one advice, but my general answer to that kind of scenario is by the Schechter because the Harley Benton is very good for the price and it's crazy that it can kind of get close to a Schecter that costs 150 bucks more. But in my experience, it's not better than it and it's not as good as it either. Um, quality control, quality insurance affects all lower priced brands. I think Harley Benton does as well as any of them. Uh, the lower the price, the more chance it seems you're going to get these kind of little problems. That's the same with any brand. Harley Benton's in that super cheap bracket. And my experience would be that's not something where they necessarily be out a ton of other brands, you know, like, oh, I found this amazing Affinity Strat. That's amazing. It can happen. But Affinity Strats, cheap Strats, they're all over the place in terms of the quality sometimes. Um, Harley Benton might offer a huge amount that seems to punch above its price point in other ways. Um, but in terms of quality control, I think they they about match up with everyone. A 300 bucks Harley Benton, you tend to have the same kind of consistency as 300 bucks gets you in, in any other brand. That's worth paying attention to. Could get an amazing one, could get a slightly subpar one. That happens with any guitars. There's, there's, there's kind of a dead heat in that case, even with guitars slightly either side in terms of price. They do they definitely do slightly better than some brands. For sure, they do better than some brands. And, and that's good. That's solid. However, one thing I would say is looks. Harley Benton freaking does, you know, big maple ne necks and all this stuff in terms of certain bits of hardware, like things like the stainless steel frets. They nail it. But the two most important things for me, tone and feel, meaning playability. They sound and they feel exactly like their price point. It's not a bad thing. I have guitar uh, guitars uh, that, that, that are at a low price point, which I love. I'm not saying they're bad. 
I'm saying this idea that they punch well above their price point doesn't really leave the spec sheet very much for me. In my experience, a 300 bucks Harley Benton plays like a $300, $300 guitar. A good $300 guitar. I mean, what not it fucking crazy that we can get so many great guitars at every price? 300 bucks, you can get such a good guitar. However, $300 Harley Benton versus $300 Ibanez. Uh, you're definitely not, in my experience, going to get the, the Harley Benton playing and sounding better unless you happen just to have got that that luck where the Ibanez was kind of a bit of a shoddy one that came out of the factory and this is one of the better Harley Bentons. When you average it out, in my experience, they feel like their price point. The pickups, I do prefer. I believe they used to use Wilkinson pickups and I prefer those to the Roswell ones. I think that was maybe a thing that they did to save keep the pricing down at the competitive levels it was, which is fair. That's a big part of what the draw of Harley Benton's is, like I said. Um, but I, I'm not a big fan of the, of the Roswells. There's videos online of people making them sound good. They do sound good, but guess what? Every brand is making these guitars, which you're like, oh man, that sounds good at like 250, 300 bucks these days. Um, I think that they can absolutely get on par with those competitors, which is impressive for such a young brand as well with the, the kind of pedigree of like an Imnes and the Schecter and LTD and Epiphone making these cheaper guitars for a long time that Harley Benton absolutely get right up there with them and then have the cool thing of if you've got, got to have stainless steel frets, you can have it at that price point thanks to Harley Benton. But I don't think they necessarily win out and I don't think they put up as much of nearly as much of a challenge to these slightly more expensive guitars than people think this guitar is 150 bucks more and look the harley benton's challenging it a little bit and it's impressive that it challenges it a little bit but it doesn't challenge it a lot it doesn't go the distance with it um for me you know when there's been uh like i say my example was a Schecter, but you could take anything like here's an epiphone les paul here's the single cut harley benton the harley benton's 150 bucks less isn't that crazy that is kind of crazy it's crazy that it even gets close and it's 150 bucks less but if you go which one's the better guitar and you take the price tags off them it's the epiphone and at the end of the day if i'm buying a cheap guitar um there's always the option to save up and get another one so it's kind of a silly point when you take it to the extreme but sam's just saving up a little bit more the point is would i rather have the money in my pocket well then I could keep all the money and have 400 bucks in my pocket. If I'm going to spend the money, obviously you don't want to take this to extremes, but if I'm going to spend the money and you say I could spend a little bit more and have a guitar I prefer, that option's still looking good to me. And that's how I feel comparing the Harley Bentons with their competitors that are above their price point. At the same price point, I, I think it just comes down to personal preference. I think they absolutely compete at the same price point. If the prices are even, the Harley Bentons compete. But if the prices are more, I would challenge this idea that the Harley Bentons go toe-to-toe with competitors that cost, you know, one and a half times as much. I just I just don't think that's true in terms of the playability and the tone. In terms of certain specs on the sheet, in terms of some impressive features, in terms of some of the aesthetics, absolutely. In terms of attention to detail, in terms of some slight finishing and slight tiny QC things, not necessarily. And in terms of the tone, really don't think so. I think you've got way better stock pickups on your Jacksons and your Ibanezes and your Jectors all day long. Um, and in terms of a couple other options, maybe not. You know, then someone turns around to me and says, well, if it's 150 bucks less, I could buy the Harley Benton and I could put some Seymour Duncans in it. Yeah, absolutely could. 
you absolutely could do that. Um, that is an option. And that's what I think one of the reasons that they're very popular. You absolutely could do that. I say that's still not necessarily going to give you the sustain you need if the build quality is 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 wavering a little bit. And it's not. And again, the playability, if a lot of that's in the fretwork, do you re- how many hours are you going to spend on fretwork? Calculate that as if you're paying yourself a living wage and are you really getting good value anymore? Are we talking value anymore? If you want a project guitar, that's a different question. There's a, what a great platform for a project guitar, Holly Benton is, absolutely. But we weren't talking about that. We were talking about just as a guitar. That's a different question. And as a project guitar, I think it's a lot of different parameters you're you're, you're weighing up. But just as a guitar, I, I've been really impressed with the Holly Bentons. They hit a damn competitive price point, and you're not going to argue against that, I don't think. But um, when they get out of their price point, it's such a competitive market. There's so many guitars, like every $3 is another guitar. It, sometimes you're in the same brand, and every 10 bucks it seems like there's another guitar. Some of these guys like Squire and stuff you have to do some research to different, differentiate the ranges sometimes. They're so close in price. When you've got that kind of market, which is what you have when you start to step up a little bit, um, it's very hard for Harley Benton to like punch above their weight in terms of price point by a long way, and I don't see that happening. Um, when they're at their price point, they do really well, and it's impressive that they do that and, and can even, you know, uh, on, on the spec sheet, even put up a challenge above that. Very impressive. Um, but I'm still more impressed generally when I sit down and have a guitar in my hand. Um, and I go, this has blown me away. It's PRSSEs, including the standards, which are at a very competitive price point. It's Schecter's, it's LTEs, it's, it's Epiphones. I never held a Harley Benton or played a Harley Benton and go, oh my goodness, how is this an import guitar? I've never had that experience, you know? Um, I had that with a, with a Schecter and with a PRSSE standard, most notably, where I go like, this is freaking phenomenal. I love this guitar i love it to be i don't care what it costs i just love this guitar never ever ever had that with a harley benton it's worth bearing in mind worth bearing in mind that goes for the people around me as well i have positive opinion of a harley benton um in some ways but whilst there's some of them that you know have a cheap jackson or a cheap ibanez and they go this is all i need never had them with a harley benton even if they think they're cool or whatever go oh my goodness why would you need to buy anything else it's crazy how cheap this is it's just it's beautiful and i love it and it inspires me so it doesn't seem to, to, to have this kind of crazy extra thing of like, oh my goodness, it's basically a pro-level guitar for four bucks that some of the kind of, I don't know, like I say, whether it's clickbait or not, I don't know, but some of the coverage of them has had. That's also just people with a different experience of me probably, but but that's what I'd say. Now, I've said a lot of positive stuff about the Harley Benton in here, like they uh, impressively work well at their price point and they can even put up some challenges in certain ways above their price point with very well-established brands and all of that is very, very impressive. But here's another positive thing that I've kind of been hinting at. Where I think the Harley Bentons do incredibly well is that they hit a couple of price points that are even lower than a lot of other brands are willing to go to. Like those guitars that cost like 120, 150 bucks. And in those price points where it's, there's just not as many guitars, the pack thins out, what they offer is not just impressive by virtue of the fact that everyone else is missing and not just because they offer a lot of choice even at those price points, but it's genuinely still really, really workable. It's not like, oh, well, I couldn't afford anything else, so this is fine. They genuinely offer some stuff which is pretty decent. Um, and when you're at 120 150 bucks, it's really slim pickings and they didn't just skimp out on it. They They actually hold up decently well 
that's impressive. And just because of, like I say, the, the, the way that it works, a lot of other brands can't really get to that price point um, successfully. Fender do with like the Bullets, the Squire Bullets, but not many other people get into that really low price point. There's a couple Epiphones, um, which I'd say are very mixed in terms of how well they do with that like really low price point, not great. Epiphones also do those really cheap like SL ones or whatever they were called and got they got pretty panned. Um, Harley Bentons do not get panned in that price point. People go, you know, 150 bucks, man, this is completely viable. Wish I freaking had this when I was learning, like as a first guitar. But even beyond that, I'd have I'd have not sold it because it just works fine. Upgrade the thing here or there if you like, but perfectly fine, man. Um, doesn't have any of that kind of scratchiness in the tone or scratchiness in the frets and the feel. But um, guitars almost universally seem to have at that price point. Again, quality controls all over the place. Uh, in some ways, like Squire Bullets, you get Squire Bullets sometimes where it just it's fantastic, plays amazing. And uh, you get a lot of ones where it just feels very much like a $100 guitar. But Harley Bentons, whilst they can have that, generally, I think, do very well that price point. Extending that to overall, that's why I think Harley Bentons do really impressively well. If you go, I have 100 bucks, I have 150 bucks, I have 250 bucks, I have 300 bucks, I can't listen to a conversation about saving up or this or that. That's the money I have, and I'm looking to buy a guitar. So everything above that doesn't even exist to me. I'm not even paying attention to it. I have 150 bucks. Nothing exists to me above that. I have 300 bucks. Nothing exists to me above that. That's where I think Arlie Benton does super, super well. When you don't pay attention to what you could get for saving up 50 bucks more, you don't pay attention to some kind of flexibility in your budget and what else is out there. You kind of have the blinkers on, which happens to all of us when we're in tight budgets. That's why I've got my base. And we go... This is what I got. It's either this or nothing. What can I get for this? I think in that, a lot of those situations, the Harley Bentons really shine. They get a, they have a lot more breadth of options available, some of those price points, and that can really attract you to getting something that's way close to what you want, and the quality is there within that price point. So, like I say, I'm not just saying that. Uh, I did put my money where my mouth is. That's exactly why I have a Harley Benton. And it was like, there's nothing but just garbage at this price point. But then there's a Harley Benton. It's great. Um, and it and it's not perfect. Uh, the electronics are kind of buzzy. You hold it at certain angles and it's clearly some kind of loose. It's kind of the soldering is clearly a bit dodgy in there. Um, you get some weird buzzes and hums coming in, um, which can be not great for recording, but it's manageable. The tone is a little bit dull and a little bit small and a little bit weak so i have to put quite a lot of effort into beefing it up but the playability is actually pretty decent for a guitar i got second hand for 70 bucks man it is good and it was 140 bucks new nothing you can complain about and again some of these are unique to that instrument you get one with the same level of playability there still has the slightly kind of dull uninspiring tone which needs a bit of work but it doesn't have the kind of buzzing problem you got yourself a bass and if you go, I've only got 150 bucks to spend, I don't really see who's beating them. Honest opinion on that. So, I thought I'd just throw that out there. It's kind of not my usual thing that I talk about. I usually talk about cool uh, little like luthier projects and inspiring guitar builds I've seen and the stories behind some interesting developments in the gear world and musicians and stuff like that. But I thought it would be cool to, to do 
to something a little different and share some thoughts on this because I thought it would be good to kind of do it's a bit of a retrospective feel okay we kind of went crazy over Harley Benton's for a little while let's let's re- let's regroup and review and I, I think my my opinion's pretty positive overall uh it sounds a bit more negative maybe because I phrase it in the in respect to like let's challenge this idea that they're like world beating crazy the best guitars ever made for any amount of money it, oh I've Oh, it's crazy. I've got a Les Paul custom that cost me 7,000 bucks and it's not as good as my 120 cents Harley Bentley. You know what I mean? It's just it's, some of this stuff gets stupid. Um, it's fun, but it's stupid. So uh, I just thought it'd be cool to kind of give my experience on that. I haven't played a bunch and owning owning Harley Benton and stuff. So anyway, there you go. Um, that's what it is. I've blabbed way too long about gear now, so we're going to end with some music as we always do, because it all comes back to listening to music, making music, getting inspired. Today, I'm suggesting that you go check out a performance. I want you to go and check out the Audio Tree Live performance by Oathbreaker. I love all the Audio Tree Live stuff. Um, This Oathbreaker one is powerful, massive guitar sounds, huge sound as a band, Um, really emotionally, like raw and, and, and stunningly powerful stuff. And yeah, even if you just want to go for the guitar sound, it's freaking huge. Uh, Heavy stuff. Heavy stuff you have been warned. So go and check out Oathbreaker's performance on Audio Tree Live. Link in the description of this podcast. I'm going to go not think about guitar for, (laughs) I don't know, for a while. That was a long one. I'm tired. Give me a break. But go check out Oathbreaker. Go check out Oathbreaker. Um, And go check out whatever music inspires you. I go play a bunch of guitar, as always. And take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and I will catch you, as always, tomorrow.